Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. It is SNY.TV's The Juice on the Cuse podcast, covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football. Today on The Juice on the Cuse podcast on SNY.TV, we'll be talking about the start of the Syracuse basketball season and a brutal loss against Clemson. I'm Wes Chang, and I'll be joined later by Brad Bierman, and our guest today is ESPN and SNY college basketball analyst Tim Welsh. Coach, it is a pleasure to have you back on the program today. Well, it's always great to talk to you guys knowing that uh, when I speak to you, it's time for hoop season to begin. So let's get it going. It's, it's going to be an exciting year. Sounds good, Coach. And we will get you started on this one. You've been in and around the Syracuse basketball program for more than two decades now. Is this one of the deepest teams you've seen during that time? You know, I really believe it is. And I think when you talk to Jim Beheim, he feels the same way. And even I, I heard him mention the, the dreaded words man-to-man defense because of the <laughs> fact that they've got so much depth and you, know, you may see them even put that into play at times this year using their depth. I mean, if you're going to have depth, you've got to take advantage of it if you're going to use it. And I think Jim will find ways to use that depth. And I like the depth because it's a combination of different things. It's a combination of experience when you look at Tyler Lydon and Tyler Robeson and even Frank Howard and and Daywan Coleman that's been there and played in the Final Four. You've got experience as in the transfers, the three transfer students. And then you've got good young energy with the freshmen that can help as well. And when you add all that up along with the length that they have, you can mix and match in a lot of different positions. You can do some switching, not only in zone, but in man-to-man and in, pre- and in a pressing game as well. So I think you can see a lot of different looks not only on the defensive end of the floor, but on the offensive end of the floor. And they'll also not only have the depth, but I think really good offensive balance where if someone doesn't have a big night in one spot, like if a Malachi or a Cooney didn't have a great shooting night a year ago, maybe they didn't win. But this year I think they have a lot of different options, and they'll take advantage of that depth. Now, Coach, you just mentioned Tyler Lydon, and there's justifiably a lot of buzz around him being Syracuse's go-to guy this season. Do you agree, and what type of season do you think he'll have? Well, he was such a he had such a nice breakout year a year ago, and uh, he started out in, in the Bahamas and just really played with composure. Uh, I thought you know he wore out in the middle of the year, but he finished strong. And I think at times he floated a little bit too much on the perimeter. But you know, once they found a, a spot for him on the floor that he felt comfortable with, I think you you saw that confidence grow. And obviously, his body's going to grow from your first year to your next year where you understand a lot better about 
where you can get your shots on the offensive end of the floor, how to defend, how to rebound better, all those things. I think he had to do that. But he was called on to play the five spot last year in the zone at times, in which is really he was dreadfully small for that. But he did a good job. He competed. And I really like his makeup out there on the floor. He's going to be a tough guy to defend because he's got answers from the three-point line. He can put the ball on the floor. He can get the, he can get to the free-throw line. He also can be physical in the lane and on the baseline as far as getting the ball in the paint and getting it to the rim. Now, Coach, you also talked about before uh, two questions ago about the two graduate transfers, John Gillen and Andrew White. They're definitely going to bolster SU's backcourt depth. But what do you think about that graduate transfer rule overall? Well, it's probably not a good rule. It's probably something that needs to be needs to be adjusted uh, moving forward. And I think you'll see it, you know, be changed as the as we move forward. Uh, that seems to be the prevailing thought in the NCAA is that it's going to be changed. But listen, if it's there, you've got to take advantage of it. And uh, you hate to lose a guy after you've been with him three or four years, and then he just rolls out and right when you think you're, he's at his peak. But Listen, Syracuse, I think, is smart to get involved with this. I think in the past they've stayed away from that situation, but they've plugged in a couple spots where I think it's going to be key for them, especially you know, where they needed some depth at the guard spot. And Gillen gives them something they really haven't had, that jet-quick point guard who can get in the lane and create for others and really break a defense down. And then White, of course, can really shoot the ball from the outside. He's proven that at a high level in the Big Ten. Now, Coach, Syracuse plays some tough non-conference games this season. South Carolina, Wisconsin, UConn, Georgetown, St. John's. Do you like this early test for the Orange? Well, I think you have to. I mean, you look at, you know, Jim Bannon and I have talked about it over the years. You've heard him talk about it openly. You know his philosophy now. You've got to go out and play people. Because the NCAA committee has told you you've got to go play people because if, if not, you really put too much on your regular season. And if it wasn't for Syracuse's really good non-conference schedule last year, they probably wouldn't have got into the NCAA tournament. But they got in the NCAA tournament because they won the tournament at Bahamas and they played a strong non-conference schedule. And it, and it gets you prepared for the ACC. And you know, it's not like the old days where you know, you're just going to roll out the balls and go 13-0 and and no one cares until the league starts. Everybody is playing hard games. It starts with Friday night with the Armed Forces Classic. And, you know, you've got to be ready early. And I think, you know, with the, the ability to practice in the summertime and in early September and October, I think you are ready earlier than you used to be back 10 years ago even. So that allows you to prepare your team in a different way where you can take on these Giants early in the season and see what you have out there. And it's exciting for the game. It's great for the fans, and I think the players enjoy it as well. And if, if you're coaching a team and you're going out and recruiting and saying, listen, we don't play anybody the first month of the season, I think that hurts you in recruiting as well. These kids all want to play people and be on television early in the season, and uh, you're going to get that with this Syracuse team. And I'm excited for this schedule for them because – brings a lot of the old Big East flavor back into play, which will be fun to watch. And, Coach, we will get you out of here on this one. I know it's early, but dating back to the first time you were on the show in 2013, you've been spot on each time you've been making predictions, starting with that 2013 Final Four when it came out of nowhere. So, with that being said, how's Syracuse going to do this year? Well, I'm glad you guys missed calling me last year at the end of the year. So I don't think I would have predicted the final four a year ago, but that was as good a run as I've seen in a long time because it wasn't lucky. It wasn't just an easy bracket. They fought their way and 
played great basketball to get there. And I think, you know, it's going to be a carryover. I think the end of last season is going to be a carryover into this season with a lot of high expectations, but a lot of, you know, good quality basketball with no really ups and downs like they had last year. I think they're going to play at a high level all season long. And if you're, if you're doing that, then you got you have a chance to get to the national championships and, and do well. And I think Syracuse will do well again this year in the tournament. Coach, thanks so much again for coming back on the program. ESPN and SNY College Basketball Analyst Tim Welsh, great stuff as always. We'll talk to you soon. Enjoy the season. Thank you, guys. Always great to be with you. I always enjoy getting coaches' insights, and now I'm joined over the phone by the Juice Online Editor-in-Chief and my very good friend, Brad Bierman. Brad, how are you today? I'm doing well, Wes. Thank you. Brad, Syracuse was throttled by Clemson, 54 to nothing on Saturday at Death Valley. We all knew that Syracuse wasn't going to win this game, but I don't think anyone expected that kind of beatdown. That's for sure, because Syracuse actually has been pretty competitive against Clemson in the previous ACC meetings the last couple of seasons. But when you lose your starting quarterback and you have very little depth with that position, and we could talk a little bit more about that in a couple of minutes, you're going to struggle against a top three ranked team and that certainly was the case and sometimes in football games when it goes downhill it goes downhill very quickly and the other note i wanted to make about that game west when you look at the participation report and i know of course teams on the road in college football bring less players than the uh, total amount of all the scholarship players at home but you know clemson played 50 players in that game so their depth is just incredible uh, for the first, second, and third depth uh, teams. And Syracuse is certainly trying to recruit and get up to that level. Now, Brad, you just talked about it earlier, so let's touch on it more. Syracuse may have lost starting quarterback Eric Dungy. If it is a concussion, it is at least the third we know of during his brief college career. Do you think Syracuse is doing enough to protect him? No, no, I don't. But then again, you have to, the caveat to that is that the offensive line is young. I mean, you're talking about a redshirt freshman burn at center. You're talking about one junior, McCloster, at right tackle. Uh, Adams at right guard is a redshirt freshman. And uh, Roberts at right guard is a sophomore. And um, Conway is a sophomore at right tackle. So you average that out. These players have only been in the program two or three years. They'll get better. They'll mature. But, no, they haven't been doing enough to protect Eric Dungy or any of the Syracuse quarterbacks, for that matter. But that's something I think that will improve as uh, you know the program and the players being recruited learn the Baber system. Certainly doesn't help that they've lost Amari Palmer and also Jason Emmerich for a certain uh, for extended period of time. And, Brad, you look ahead now. Um, and North Carolina State, it's a must-win for Syracuse if they want to get to a bowl game. Do you see that happening on Saturday? Well, it's really hard to tell because which NC State team is going to show up. And, of course, is Syracuse going to rebound from 54 nothing last week? You know, NC State beat two teams that Syracuse could not this year, that being Notre Dame and Wake Forest. That being said, NC State has lost four games in a row. And I think the odds are going to show up. Uh, I think they're going to play a much better game. Certainly, you can't play any worse than Clemson. <laughs> but with that quarterback question, the fact that even Las Vegas odds makers have taken the game off the board, just so much uncertainty, and there's that much difference if Dungey plays for Syracuse or not. I, I think the odds could win a close one, but Wes, I have to say all bets are off, no pun intended, because uh, just not really sure who's going to lead the Syracuse offense. And, and, that's, and that leads into my next question, Brad, because you know when Dungey got hurt, we all expected Zach Mahoney, the backup, to come into the game. He puts 
Austin into the game, and Austin struggles. Austin wasn't wasn't very good at all. Uh, do you do you see Austin Wilson starting? Do you see Zach Mahoney starting if Dungey can't go? That's a really tough question to try to figure out what's going on in the coaching staff's mind. But what it does show us is severe need of more depth at the quarterback position. Uh, they're they're on the way with Devito next year and. Uh, Culpepper, uh, the, the, the freshman from Florida, perhaps uh, an answer down the road. But you really need to beef up the quarterback position for depth. Uh, Mahoney, Wilson, uh, pretty even to me, Wes, and certainly a big drop down from Eric Dungy. Brad, we are right at the end of our show. Your closing thoughts. Real excited for another final tune-up for the Syracuse basketball team Tuesday night against LeMoyne. I'm really looking forward to more experimentation of head coach Jim Beheim. These early uh, exhibition games and early season games at Colgate Friday night, allowing him the opportunity to experiment, try different lineup combinations. Really looking forward to seeing a mix and match for the Orange this season. It's basketball season, which means it's the best time of year in Syracuse. And Brad, my closing thoughts are on the Syracuse women's field hockey team, which will be defending its NCAA championship starting Saturday against Harvard at 11:30. Syracuse is the number three seed. Wishing those ladies the best of luck. Best of luck. Go get the gold. That's it for us for Brad Bierman. This is Wes Chang reminding you that if my name was Finn, it would be very hard for me to end emails without sounding pretentious. You've been listening to the Juice on the Cues podcast on SNY.TV, and we'll see you next time. This has been the Juice on the Cues podcast, part of the SNY.TV audio network. We're all looking to make more sustainable choices. But making your own shoes out of natural materials could pose a few challenges. The twigs and leaves in your yard aren't exactly comfortable. And while mud does perfectly contour the feet, it doesn't score high on the durability front. But thanks to Allbirds, you can skip all the backyard experimentation. At the Allbirds Innovation Lab, they're doing all the sciencey stuff like research and testing to create shoes from natural, sustainable materials. And their innovative processes mean using less of the bad stuff and more of the good while making shoes unlike any other. Like the Plant Pacer, made with 100% plastic-free plant leather. The Tree Dasher, a running shoe made from eucalyptus tree fiber. And from Sugarcane, they've made the Super Light, their lightest shoe ever by weight and carbon footprint. It's not rocket science, it's shoe science. Allbirds is making shoes better than natural. They're super natural. Find your perfect pair at allbirds.com today. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S.com. Tis the season for chicken fingers at Raising Cane's. Warm up with hand-battered, cooked-to-order chicken fingers, crispy, crinkle-cut fries, garlicky, buttered Texas toast, and the real source of holiday magic, cane sauce. And while you're treating yourself, don't forget to treat everyone on your list to Cane's gift cards and New York City-inspired plush puppies that benefit pet organizations. Happy holidays from Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. One love. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.